Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Online Marketing for Life, and that's the number four. Okay folks, well I am off in a little bit to Bentley University, I believe it's a university and not a college, uh, for my second son who is going to be attending uh, college in the fall. So we are, uh, my wife and I and my teenage son are going to be uh, looking at at least one school today. And we'll see what it has in store for us. But uh, as I mentioned on my video today, uh, I have positive expectations for a fun-filled family day with my teenage son. <laughs> I, I can't even say it without laughing, but we'll see what happens. But I am optimistic. So uh, I was tuning into a video call, question and answer call, with Kathy Gallagher from the Bob Proctor Institute, and she was answering questions, and I jumped in late to the Zoom call. And as I did, she spoke um, this phrase. She said, don't let the doubt freak you out and she went on to um, explain further and I I was captivated by that phrase I said that is a fantastic phrase don't let the doubt freak you out can be used for a number of things you know it can be used uh, from a religious standpoint uh, a belief in God or a lack thereof and don't let that uh, doubt in spirituality freak you out allow that doubt to uh, bring you to a stronger faith and way of life business wise don't let that doubt freak you out when it comes to overwhelm with knowledge and understanding of so many different concepts and theories and and um peculiarities I kind of botched that word but don't let that freak you out either that doubt freaking you out is only going to hurt you it's not going to help you so use the doubt to your advantage to buckle down with your affiliate marketing business and don't try to learn everything learn a few things well Use them, implement them, and move on and, and, and expand, so to speak. Uh, that's the way uh, it, it should be done. Just like learning a sport or uh, any new, uh, you know, hobby. It's, it's the same type of thing, you know, in, in that regard. And allow the spirit to guide you. You know, and you can use that spirit as, you know, whatever suits you. But for me, it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is the third person of the, the Blessed Trinity. But without getting into that, you know what I mean? Allow God to guide you. And if you need to substitute the universe, then do it if that makes you feel better. And Bob Proctor always would say to someone after they tell them a 
circumstance that befell them or um, is bothering them, well, are you going to react or respond? You know, and how many of us react to something as opposed to responding? You know, reacting in the sense that the, the, the knee-jerk reaction, the impulse um, reaction to something that happens. Or are we gonna, going to respond to it in a tactful way? And in some ways, like in traffic being cut off, the best way to respond is not to respond. That's a way of responding. And the more in control your mind becomes, the more you realize how out of control your mind was. And it, it's, it, it's true for me. I, it just dawned on me when I was taking notes on this call that it, it's just uh, amazing to me. And learning is more than knowledge. And, and knowledge is very important. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and as, you know, Tony Robbins reiterates a number of times that, you know, knowledge is not so much power. It's the action or the implementation of that knowledge that takes us somewhere. But for me, learning is more than knowledge. It's understanding. You know, you could memorize your multiplication tables, you know, and I say to you, nine times three, you whip off 27. Well, 27 is the correct answer, but you may have it just memorized. You know, nine plus nine is 18, plus another nine is 27. That's, that's more of an understanding way of, of going about it. And a lot of times uh, in school, teachers will say, give me the answer, but also show me the work. They want to see how you got to where you got to. So that's very important. And finally, personal development. Personal development is a process over a lifetime. You know, it's not just something you do in 2021 and the rest of your years are are fine. You know, no, it's it's a it's a process that we go through and we grow and we instill in ourselves and it makes us better spouses, better fathers, uh, better parents, better friends, you know, better co-workers better entrepreneurs, you know, better people in, in general. And that that's critically important um, with the studying of personal development. It's not just to get rich financially or um, physically or, or mentally. You want to be rich you know, mentally and physically, spiritually, financially. 
You know, you want that abundance to come as a result of your day-to-day practicing of personal development. So I found that a bit fascinating today uh, on a call that I really was only on for a few minutes. And uh, Darren Hardy today, in his Darren Daily email, said that this tip, T-I-P, is worth $400,000. And the tip that he shares talks about the myth of multitasking, is that being busy is synonymous with being better. And the exact opposite is true. Multitasking is not the way to do things. And let me um, further explain as to what Darren was saying. Uh, Charles uh, Schwab, a shipbuilder in the early uh, 20th century, was a very wealthy man, and he was having some difficulties with some of his companies, and he sought counsel from Ivy Lee uh, to better his business. And Lee essentially instructed all of Schwab's executives at the end of each day to write down the six most important things that you need to accomplish tomorrow. And at the start of the day, do each one, one by one. And don't start the next until the current one is finished. And that's it. It was as simple as that, you know. Uh, Don't get yourself in a, 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 a quagmire of number of tasks. You want to... Do one task, complete it, and move on to the next. Complexity can cause confusion and paralysis. So, here's the key. Use simple rules to guide complex behavior. It sounds simple enough, but it works. And the biggest hurdle in finishing most tasks is actually starting them. You know, have fewer priority, uh, have fewer priority, have fewer priorities. And when having fewer priorities, it leads to a better work environment and greater output. You know, you can be great at one thing if you constantly try and manage too much. You can't be great at one thing if you constantly try and manage too much. And it's true. Some of us feel heroic because we had five tasks and we did them pretty much at the same time and we got them done under a certain deadline. But you know, you may have been better served to doing one task at a time in a certain respect to its completion and you'll have it better, you'll have better focus 
in, in probably better detail with it. You know, and again, I'm not speaking in absolute terms here. There are times when you're going to juggle a few things, but that's not the way to go about it. You know, so I want you to understand that. And mastery requires focus and consistency. You know, it doesn't come overnight. Uh, It's something that you do day in and day out. And finally, um, before Charles Schwab hired Avi Lee, uh, Ivy uh, Lee, yeah, Ivy Lee, he said, what will this cost? And Lee said nothing. He's like, what? He's like, pay me what you feel is adequate at the end of a three-month period. So after meeting with his executives after three months, Charles Schwab was so astounded and so impressed by the way things have been are were being run that he called Lee into his office and wrote him out a check for $25,000. Well, the year was 1918, and that would be equivalent to $400,000 in today's economy. Not too shabby uh, for someone who said, don't pay me anything until it's until you think it's worth something. So that was uh, pretty neat as well. And then the last um, point I want to share with you today is a story about the greedy mouse. Uh, there was a, a farm mouse that was a greedy farm mouse. And he saw a bucket, a basket of corn. And there was a lid on the basket, so the mouse bit a hole into the basket. And it was small enough that he could sneak his body through and have some of the corn. Well, the greedy mouse ate more than his share of the corn and he was full and unable to squeeze through the hole because he was too fat from eating all the corn and a rabbit passed by and told him you're gonna have to wait and rest or take a nap until your stomach shrinks so the mouse fell asleep and the next morning he woke up And feeling hungry, he ate, but again, ate too much of the corn. And he was trapped in the basket. Now there was a... Now there was a cat that passed by. And the cat crawled up, opened the lid kind of grinned and ate the mouse. And that's the end of the story. (laughs) But 
it, it ends kind of horrific for the greedy mouse, but the moral is, you know, being greedy will be your undoing. Don't be too greedy that you're hoarding all the rewards. And remember that the next time we're doing anything. Are we hoarding or being greedy of uh, internet service, food, uh, someone's time, you know, an automobile, whatever have you? Beady, being greedy will be your undoing. And we need to recognize that. We need to be conscious of what we're doing day in and day out. And I'm going to leave that with you until tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.